Just I wondered if you could confirm the report on Christian Benford that it's a fractured hand and do you have a sense of how long he might be out? It is a broken hand. Um, you know, a couple of weeks we're thinking, give or take Adam. So we'll just see where it goes. Uh, and uh, he's going to get surgery here, I believe, tomorrow at this point. And just to follow up on that, um, I know I asked you about it yesterday and asked Josh about it, but sometimes a day later things can any lingering concern at all as far as Josh and, and his hand is concerned. Uh, and do you have a sense overall of what the health of your team might look like as we go through the week? Uh, looking for <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, Josh is obviously sore today. He, you know, he was uh, he was doing a lot out there. Took a beating, and um, so he's just he's fine. Um, other than other than the soreness overall, but I know he's looking forward to getting some rest uh, today and tonight. Uh, health overall, the team. Um, I know you know about Mike. I believe with the, with the IR, and then uh, Bates is in concussion protocol. Uh, Jay Kumaro is uh, week to week with a high ankle, and then uh, uh, Tommy Doyle uh, has a torn ACL. So, so obviously he'll be out. Uh, last one for me. Any sense on where things might stand with Jordan? Uh, so all of those guys, the Jordan, Jordan Poyer, uh, Ed Oliver, all those guys are improving, and we're just going to take it one day at a time. Kind of put all those guys in the same same bucket right now. Knowing how committed you are to situational football, I was just curious because we were talking to Isaiah in the locker room just about the last play, and he was fully aware of where he had to get on the field to be in Tyler's range, and he was also fully aware that he had to get out of bounds. Um, in reviewing the tape, what is there a teaching point to be taken from that, you know, knowing you guys ran out of time? Yeah, you know, Chris, I think, uh, first of all, not not to be in that situation to begin with, ideally, right? I mean, we, we felt like we had opportunities throughout the game uh, where we shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, um, uh, and then got the unfortunate holding call that put us in a, in a tough situation there, specifically to that drive, and we were trying to win the game, obviously, there on, on that drive, and um, you know, there's two things. We had 18 seconds left, felt like we, we had a chance still with the, with the clock, either either to make the line where we're trying to get to. Um, and that's the goal is to make the line run up, clock it or get the ball out of bounds. And so one of the two we had to get done, obviously we didn't get either of those done. Josh got affected early in the down. And, and then uh, I think we had digs coming open inside of Tyler's line and, 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 and Dawson as well. And then Josh had to dump the ball um, to, uh, to, to Isaiah there. And so from that point, it's uh, do your best to get out of bounds or make sure, again, you're past Tyler's line so we can get a clock and get that get that next next playoff or that kick potentially. Yeah, because it just seems like he was between a rock and a hard place on that one. Yeah, the play just got the play. You know, when you're when you're out of off schedule like that, the rush and the coverage for them affected us rather quickly there. And, and, and we were off schedule then. Josh was trying to ad lib a little bit there and had to dump the ball. So the play took longer you know, start to finish, but obviously we got, we got affected pretty early in the pocket. Josh did and, and then interrupted the flow of the play there. So ideally we can get past the line uh, and or get out of bounds there. Just wondering what your thought, one of the striking things after the game was the video clip of, of Ken Dorsey really showing his frustration and, and what your, if you, you've had a chance to see it and what you make of just, um, I guess, how, how he erupted there in, in, in the coach's booth. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware of that of that video, and 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 Ken and I talked about it, discussed it, um, and uh, I think it's something that a we've got to keep our poise, and, and he he's well aware of that and knows that, and uh, and b um, you know I love the fact that he cares that much about doing his job and and putting his players in a position to be successful. I think that says a lot about him as a coach and and how hard he works at, at it and how important it is to him. Uh, but again, that said, it's 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 important that we as leaders keep our poise and and uh, we model that to our players. Hi, Sean. It's Jay with the Buffalo News. I wanted to ask you about uh, short yardage situations, uh, a yard or two to go. Uh, most most will equate that to the you know the final the late drive in the fourth quarter down there uh, yesterday against Miami. But even going back to the game against Tennessee, when you've needed a yard or two, uh, what have you? What, what's been your takeaway on the success rate in those situations the last couple of weeks? Yeah, Jay, I think uh, I think you're on to I think you know we can certainly do better in those situations. Uh, we've converted some, but but almost it's been too hard to convert some of those. Right? It shouldn't be that hard, and it's always hard. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know we were inside the one to your point late in the game there, and you know we were having having a little bit of trouble with the snap uh, quarterback center exchange, um, just in terms of going under center at that at that situation in the game. Um, but again, just overall, whatever it is, we've got to do a better job of executing. And there's a lot of things we got to work on, not just that, but a lot of things, a lot of areas overall offensively uh, as well, and but also defensively and special teams. And you, you review everything, Sean, uh, after every game, win or lose. Uh, given the, uh, the sheer number of guys that you lost at different times, given the heat and, and the cramping issues, is there something that maybe leading up to the, to the game you would have done differently or that you even could have done differently to have this team uh, prepared for it? Or is it just something that once the game gets going, there isn't almost any way to prepare for it? Well, you try to do your best with the resources you have. I mean, I know New England, I believe, I think I had read a few weeks ago, went down early. Um, you know, I'm not sure that that worked out in their favor either. So we've never gone down early, even though we've played them early in the season before and we've had success down there. So we try to stick with our schedule, but, you know, start the hydration process early. Um, listen, we had a Monday night game. And if you're talking about just overall, hey, looking back at our process and everything, which we do, um, we're pretty thorough and diligent that way on the front end and the back end of it. Um, you know, again, you're just trying to trying to you know put your uh, team in a position to, to perform at a high level. And I think that's all that's something we're we're kind of unpacking now is to say, is there anything that we would have done differently? I can tell you the weather was, we knew it was going to be warm. Thought it was going to have some cloud cover in the second half. That was a forecast. We didn't get that. Um, you know, so our sideline was in the sun the whole time. But listen, um, those are all things we're going to continue to look into. It is part of our, it's in our division. So we continue to go down there. We had the shades for the sideline, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, I think some of the guys were doing a little bit of double dipping, double duty there with special teams and then having to play line of scrimmage duties. Um, with with the numbers we had there with some of the guys banged up and then that increased throughout the game so um, we're always trying to learn Jay always trying to improve what we do in our process but I think overall our process gave us a chance and I'm extremely proud of how hard the guys played didn't get the the result we had looked for um, but we're going to we're going to continue to work on it. Hey Sean as you guys begin prep for the Ravens game uh, what have you learned about Baltimore this season or what has stood out to you? Yeah, know very little right now, Matty, about Baltimore other than their record and, and that their offense is, is uh, leading the NFL and, and, uh, in, in terms of points per game. So it'll be a big challenge for us. 
Uh, you know, we'll see where the weather's going. I think that could be another factor as this hurricane maybe moves up the coast. We're keeping an eye on it. Um, and so we'll just, we'll just see where things go here. Just looking at the overall stats, um, what stood out to mo the most? And um, what do you take away from this loss that will make this team much better going forward? Well, there's a lot that stands out if, just from a number standpoint, as you mentioned, the stats. I mean, when, you, when you gain close to 500 yards and hold them to, I think it was around 220, something like that, um, you know, you should win those games. But it, it speaks to the little things, right? We talk about it a lot, taking care of the football, taking away the football. Um, we had opportunities to, to kick field goals. Uh, two of those opportunities didn't get done for different reasons. Um, you know, so, and then, you know, we have a third and long situation. So situational football there. So just things that we talk about, things that we normally are pretty sound with, uh, we were uncharacteristically, um, um, you know, under, under our standard there. So um, those are things we can learn from. It's early in the season and and, um, you know, but we have to be honest with ourselves and say we got to do better in those situations. And and uh, all of us have to do our job just a little bit better next week here. Absolutely, Coach. And you drafted Kyrie Elam number one with the presumption that he's going to eventually face Tyreek Hill. Uh, his performance yesterday versus Tyreek only holding it to two catches, 33 yards. What do you think about his overall performance yesterday and his expectations going forward? Well, I thought it was a good experience. I mean, anytime you can play two rookie corners, then we had Jamarcus on the field, a rookie undrafted corner out there um, for a lot of the game because when Christian went down, as noted earlier, um, I think that's really good experience for, for those young players. And, and uh, they're only going to continue to get better with experience as well as the, the safeties that were out there with, with uh, Jaquan and, and DeMar. And, and that was really their – I think uh, Jaquan had started maybe one game before um, but for DeMar, it was his first start. So it's good to see those two out there getting valuable experience. Um, they're, they're only going to get better as well. Hi, right, good afternoon, Sean. Um, I got a couple things for you. I wanted to double down on what Jay was talking about because I was going the same direction. Short yardage, though. Um, I mean, this it seems like it goes back even to last year. You guys seem to have had trouble at the point of attack, moving people out of the way. Would you agree with that assessment? And what, what can, I mean, because it can't be all on the backs. It's, you know, there, there's got to be blocking up front that opens holes. Can you maybe address that end of it? Is it? Has it been a problem that's bothered you maybe beyond these first three games? Well, I, I think, yeah, you try and kind of zoom out a little bit, Sal, and, and say, hey, how far does it go back? And, um, you know, some of the coachings or coaching positions are different. So it's just overall uh, in the NFL point of attack is, is important that you've got to be able to win those point of attack one-on-ones when the line of scrimmage. I didn't think we did a good enough job of that yesterday, um, really through the, through the entirety of the game. And I thought we did adjust, you know, Zach popped that one, wasn't a short yard situation, but uh, in the, I think it was the third quarter, um, he popped that run, which was good to see. I thought we made some adjustments, but to your point overall, short yardage as well as some other areas, you know, that's certainly a dimension of our game that we need to improve. And um, you know, they talk differently about different situations, but I know the shortest distance is a straight line too, in terms of, uh, sometimes we make it maybe harder than we need to, but overall, just an area that we need to focus on in terms of getting better at as an offense. And the other thing I had for you, I mean, it's probably not all your purview on this, but salary cap. I mean, based on the numbers I'm looking at, you guys are pretty tight. If you have problems with these injuries this week and guys can't go and you've got a bunch are you going to have to find replacements from within? 
or are you going to have to look outside the organization and bring a couple guys in? What is your sense right now? Yeah, we, we, we'd all, always like to start inside the inside the building, Sal. I think you know that about us in terms of the guys that are here working and working hard and developing. Uh, if we need to, though, we will go outside the outside the building if we need to. And, and to your point, the numbers the numbers may call for that. We will see. I'll know more tomorrow on, you know, we obviously lost, I think, two or three guys just from yesterday's game for for a few, for a few weeks here. And then we got to see if we can get anybody anybody back here. Hey, Coach Alex Brasky with the Batavia Daily News. How did you feel about the determination from Deion Dawkins and Roger Saffold playing 100% of the offensive snaps? You ran 90 offensive plays, a lot of players going in and out, but those two uh, mainstays on the offensive line. How did you feel about their performance and what they meant to your team yesterday? Yeah, that was huge. Um, and like I said after the game to you guys, I mean, the effort – um, the effort was was outstanding, and I'm extremely proud of the guys for that. Roger, uh, and then and he's not the youngest player uh, around the league right now, and and uh, what what it means to him, and then Dion on the younger end of it a little bit compared to Roger, and and how he really strained and um, you know fought to the very end there, which which you know all the players did, and so I think you you know you learn about your team through situations like this, and and. Um, I learned a lot about our team is not what I learned, but more so confirmed right about the heart and the intangibles of our football team. And so I think that's a real good sign. Um, that said that we've got to, as I said earlier, capitalize on some of the opportunities that we had. And staying on the offensive line without Mitch Morris yesterday, just how much does he mean to the overall operation up front and how much did his absence prove to, to, to hurt you guys yesterday? It seemed like you had some trouble, like you said, with the, with the center quarterback exchange and whatnot, just how much does he mean to what you guys do on offense, Mitch Morris? Yeah, Mitch is a big part of, of what we do. Um, you know, he's when you play that center position, you're you're kind of the quarterback of the line and, and the leader up there, and um, guys follow him, and, and so he's a valuable player to to our offense and to Josh. And um, that said, really really appreciate what Van came in and did, as well as Greg Matz at the end there. Hey, Sean, Sal Capaccio, uh, WGR. I just want to go to the last play of the first half. When Josh bobbles the snap and he throws it to Stefan, is that because he aware, he's aware maybe that – does that then become a um, an intentional grounding situation if he tries to spike it in that situation because it's not a clean snap? Yeah, well, it can – I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's gray, right? Not gray, but right. it, when you're in that situation, that moment as a quarterback and you're trying to get – you expect to get a clean snap and then to kill it, there are some times where – you know, the, the ruling on it can get a little bit, a little bit hairy there. Is it a fumble or whatever? And if you push it down with two hands, it could be ruled a fumble and, or, you know, grounding as you, like right. you said, in the other way. So I just think that in that situation, um, you know, it's the first time that that happened to us and, and Josh just tried to make a play as, as he always does, which is, which I love about him. Um, but we think going forward that we can, if that happens, the NFL um, would give you the benefit of the doubt if you still, even though you you fumble the snap a little bit there. If you, if you're still kind of in the flow of the play and can, you know, get it down the right way, I think they give you the benefit of the doubt there. So, but um, that's something we can learn from.